Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we will preview Monday Night Football between the Eagles and the Seahawks. But now we are joined by Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, host of the Odyssey original podcast In the Huddle with Brian Baldinger and Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Let's jump right on into what was the game of the week between the Bills and the Cowboys. And Buffalo had an absolutely dominant performance, especially on the ground. So my question to you is, how much of that outcome was because the Bills are legit for real and they're finally putting it all together? And how much of that was the Cowboys absolutely stinking up the joint? Um, Yeah, I, I don't know how to sort of, you know, divide it out, but the um, the degree to which the Bills absolutely mauled them, um, castrated them, had their way with them <laughs> playing rugby. I don't know that I thought that was going to be how they won. I thought they'd win. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought they'd win um, in a fairly ultimately convincing manner. I didn't think it would be, you know, from the opening kickoff until, you know, once they scored 30 points. Uh Buffalo can run the ball. I mean, Buffalo's been running the ball all year. Buffalo refused to activate the quarterback in the run game for most of the first two, two and a half months of the season. Cook is a dynamic back who can win for you on any down. I know they like to get Murray in the mix too, and they should because they should be running the ball a whole lot because they can. They can do it really well. The offensive line's better at that than pass uh, protecting. Uh, the quarterback was in a, a terrible funk of, of turnovers for a good portion of the season. Um, and their defense wasn't very good or, you know, certainly not much better than average. So you can mitigate a lot of those things by establishing your territorial dominance on the ground, especially this time of year and especially when you play in Western New York. So I think it all makes sense. And, the, and the, I don't think that Ken Dorsey in and of himself was holding that whole thing back, but clearly – Firing him shook everybody up. Uh, they're rolling up 30 points a game since that happened. And they're doing it with much more balance, um, with, with much more efficiency to the point where they did it yesterday and didn't even really have to throw the football. So I, I've been saying for a while now that, look, Josh Allen's not out of this MVP race. The Buffalo Bills are not out of this playoff race. Hell, the Buffalo Bills are not out of this division race. Um, right. And that certainly looks to be the course that they're on as for Dallas, this is them, man. I mean, it's like, it, it, it it's just, it's just them. Um, I, I won't take them seriously as a Super Bowl contender until I, I see them change their spots. Uh, until I see them not have things that happen to them against the 49ers and against the bills happen to them with regularity, especially when they're not playing in Jerry's world. So, Um, I, I just, I don't, I never pick them to win the division. I never pick them to win playoff games. It's worked pretty well for me. Uh, Jason Bedfox covers uh, sports betting and he got a quote from one odds maker that said, I'd rate the bills as the second best team in the AFC right now behind the Ravens. And in this person's overall power ratings, 49ers one Ravens two. Bills three. You think right now, forget the record, just how they're playing right now. Do you think the Bills are a top three team? 
Um, yeah, because I think they have a top three, four, or five quarterback. And so that, you know, that plus the ability to run the ball down people's throats and to do it in a multitude of ways, right? I mean, I think they've got a lot in common with Baltimore right now. Both have a quarterback playing at an MVP level. Um, both, again, can, can beat you in a multitude of ways on the ground. Um, I, I Defensively, like Baltimore's numbers look better than Buffalo, but I, I, I have some, some concerns about Baltimore's defense moving forward because like the Bills, like at edge, they're a little, eh, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, like Rousseau, are they really a thing? And then you're a little long in the tooth, right? Clowney, Van Noy, yeah, it was awesome in October, but like what's it going to look like in January? Von Miller, right? So I think there's some similarities there. Uh, and I think both teams are probably at their best when they run the ball 30-plus times. Yeah, I, I think Buffalo's very legitimate. Uh, they, they found ways to lose games. They, they did some things to themselves. Um, they had to learn some lessons. Uh, but you look at Baltimore and the games they lost, they haven't lost as many. But, I mean, how Baltimore conspired to lose to the Colts when they did and to lose to the Steelers how they did, um, you know, it, 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 took some, it took some weird stuff. The, the Cleveland Browns loss where they're up double digits, then all of a sudden Deshaun Watson actually looks like an NFL quarterback again. So, yeah, I, 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 I think there's pro- – I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't quibble with that. I, I would kind of be right there with him. So then on the heels of that, how does the AFC wild card playoff picture kind of shake out for you? Who do you think will get in and who will be out? Well, I think that the Browns are in. Um, I I don't think that thing's going to totally collapse and fold up shop. Uh, Defense Mm -hmm. stepped up yesterday. Defense had slipped a little bit recently. And with Flacco, they can play from behind now. It's not a death knell if they're down. 10-0 10-0 or 17-10 or whatever. In this case, what was it, 17-7 at one point? Because the big, the explosive play is there. I mean, um, Njoku's a thing. Elijah Moore's a thing. Amari Cooper's a thing. So that's a completely different dynamic to them than we've seen. I mean, the Colts, I have to applaud them. I was talking to a general manager last night, and he's like, you know what? They were really smart getting rid of uh, – Shaq Leonard, because those other linebackers are better than him. They're faster than him. It's a better defense without him. Um, They're winning games, you know? Like, they believe in themselves. They've overcome some adversity. And the Jags have fallen back to the field. So I think the Colts, some way, somehow, whether it's winning the division or not, and I know they need some help for that, uh, I think the Colts are getting in. Um, You know, who who is it? I I mean, the Bengals or the Broncos, right? I guess one of them ends up in this equation uh, probably not getting in because I think the Jags probably still get in somehow. And I guess Houston mm-hmm. may too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't have a supercomputer <laughs> in front of me. I did look at some of the tiebreakers last night. Um, I, I guess of those teams, I might still lean – Denver. They obviously have to take care of business in prime time at home this week. Um, I, I would, I would lean Denver, but with no great authority. Jason, we already had one 
head coach firing in the NFC South. And it looks like we could have another, maybe even two more for all we know. Watching what the Falcons couldn't do against the Panthers, that was unbelievable. 31 run plays, 45% were stuffed, meaning there was no gain or it was a negative play. And the Panthers aren't exactly phenomenal when it comes to stuffing Uh runs to begin with. They're not bad, but they're not great at it. Rushing yards per carry for the Falcons, 1.7 against Carolina. So my question to you is, is Arthur Smith getting fired, assuming the Falcons don't win the division? Yes. Uh, I wrote about this a lot, my, several times this year in my column at the Washington Post. If you study him and you study Brandon Staley, um, one guy is more likable. Like, one guy is better with the media. One guy is, you know, doesn't wear his, you know, hubris like a, 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 a 1970s bad cologne. Um, but it doesn't make him much <laughs> of a better coach. And and Arthur Smith, on if you study his offense and you compare it to Brandon Staley's defense, there's a lot of similarities there in terms of their inefficiencies, in terms of what they were supposed to bring the table to the table for that specific side of the ball for their team and what's actually taken place. And, and you look at the number of highly drafted or highly compensated individual players who are underperforming. Yeah, and both had, I, I mean, almost identical records at the middle of their third season. Um and now one's gone, and yeah, that look the the way they lost to the Bucks, coupled with that, um, it 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 feels to people I talked to last night like a terminable um, offense. You know, the kind of thing that ultimately get you lose your job. And really, uh, people I've talked to around the league think all four of those coaches um, could be gone. Like even whoever wins it, like if it's Dennis Allen or Todd Bowles, and they win it and their defense gets absolutely, you know, undressed in a bad playoff loss at home, that there's no guarantees they keep their job. In fact, I keep hearing the Glazer family kind of feel like it's probably time to reboot anybody who was a part of that Brady regime, right? Who mm-hmm. doesn't have, who isn't like a super young ascending player, like it might be time to go in a different direction. Um but now they're they're obviously that was a huge win in Lambo and and you know they've got a chance to control their fate. But it's so week to week. What do they do with that? You know, like Baker Mayfield looked like Joe Montana yesterday. You know, you know he 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 might look like Kyle Bowler next week. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, whoever doesn't win the division, I mean, one's already down. The other two who don't win the division, um, I don't think there's any way they're back. And again, even the division winner in certain circumstances could be in trouble. Uh, what, what was your takeaway from Kansas City uh, winning comfortably? The, the line ended up closing at 10 at a lot of spots, so it ends up being a push there. But it was a comfortable win on the road at New England, one they desperately needed, and the Chiefs have a very soft schedule here the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they uh, necessarily put, you know, cast all their demons aside or put all their questions to bed by any stretch. I mean, you had Kadarius Tony doing Kadarius Tony things. Um, you know, you, you had a couple of weird interceptions where you're kind of wondering about the role of the pass catcher in both of them. I mean, the guy who's paid, paid to catch the ball, not the guy who's paid to defend the guy who catches the ball. I would have loved to have seen that game if Zappy doesn't throw the horrible pick down the right sideline like this, the grossly underthrown ball. Like, if that doesn't – like, because that was a football game up to that point. Like, and I kind of would wanted to see – if this is a one-score game in the fourth quarter, what does this Chiefs team look like? Now, 
Again, he throws the pick. It ends up being two scores. Belichick decides, I'm just waving the white flag. And that's what Kraft wants anyway, right? So he's punting where you're like, why is he punting? I mean, it, it kind of goes uber conservative. Um, and the Chiefs win comfortably. And they needed to win that game, no two ways about it. Um, they needed to leave Foxborough with a two, right? Like the first number in their scoring total needed to at least be a two of some sort. Like if they played that game in the teens, I, I think it's probably not good for their confidence or, you know, their locker room camaraderie. Um but I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, if they have to go on the road for the first time in the playoffs and, and, and do it maybe more than once, I don't think this version of them is equipped to do that. But that they could, I mean, again, you look like a jackass a lot of the times, you know, fading Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But it's I, I don't know about them being able to overcome the rest of this whole thing on offense. Yeah. What about tonight? Monday night football, Eagles at Seahawks, this number at three, three and a half. And the Seahawks need a win in a desperate way. Yeah. What is so funny? I just game is just I, I don't know what to make of this game. Doing? I mean, who's playing? <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, I yeah, who's right. playing? Like what who's who are the quarterbacks? Like I I would like to know that. Like if I could start with that baseline, I'd feel better about putting more than, you know, five dollars on some eight leg parlay for this thing tonight. Like I, I don't know. You know, <laughs> I I felt good about Hertz being able to do some things on the ground in this game. But then all, you know, is he traveling? What's going on? Is he quarantined at the team hotel? How sick is he? I I, I don't know. Um, you know, I like some Goddard stuff. And I, I liked at the very least the Eagles to win this game. And if, if it was good, the line was going to get, you know, around two and a half at some point here, then, you know, that's kind of what I was I was hoping for. Like, I was hoping that it would come out that, like, Geno's going to play, right? And then maybe this thing gets you know, two and a half, and I'll take the Eagles. I, I Look, I would take the Eagles on the money line. I think all things considered, whether, you know, one team or both teams playing with backups, I think this is a game that they find a way to win. Um, but I, it's there's too many variables here. Like, I, I can't right. get very excited to bet this game. I don't have a whole lot of strong feelings. Um about this game it just seems like every day something like now it's matt patricia running the defense okay you know what i mean like what i'm gonna, I'm gonna find out like ronald mcdonald like is the new quarterbacks coach i i don't know you know what i mean like what are you throwing at me next I, I don't know what to make in this game like it's every six hours something weird comes out about these two teams i don't know it's just part of the deal i understand it a lot of clown references today jason lock and <laughs> thank you so much for your time we appreciate it yeah have a good one, guys. See you next week. Thanks, Jason. Absolutely. That was Odyssey NFL Insider Jason Lockin for it. Make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we mentioned Jalen Hurts being under the weather for this Eagles trip to Seattle. We'll go through our favorite bets for that game right here on the BetQL Network.